Jesus died that the New Testament may come into force. He died that all that has been the New Testament as is, all that is here in the New Testament portion of the Bible belongs to Sometimes we start off something somewhere or people hear the body of Christ talk about the faith movement and people talk about confession and some have called it and name it and grab it bunch and stuff like that. But we're going to start from the foundation of this, of this teaching, really. The foundation of our walk with God is Jesus Christ. Amen? He's the foundation. The Bible said, no other foundation can any man lay but that which is laid, which is Christ. Amen? So we are going to be dealing with this thing from a perspective of trying to gain an understanding. Hallelujah. What is confession? What is the basis of confession? Praise the Lord Jesus. We had um, somewhat talked about uh, confession as being the repeating or saying in agreement what God has already said. Praise the Lord Jesus. All right? It is saying what Jesus has already said or what God has already said. But when we put it like that, which is what confession really is, it does not help so much more. So we're going to go into the root of it so that we gain a better understanding. So I'm not going to go into a lot of technicality, but I'm going to go into truth, all right? Reality as things really are. First is that Jesus is the heir of all things. Hallelujah. He is Lord. He is the third person in the Godhead. The Godhead is made up of three distinct personalities, but one God function as one. One is God the Father, Hallelujah, which is, which is Jehovah. Amen. All right. Jesus is also Jehovah. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is also Jehovah. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. God the Father, which is the head of the Trinity. There's God the Father. There's God the Son, which is Jesus Christ and God the Holy Spirit. And we also know that in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, there was only God the Father and the God the Holy Spirit. God the Son was in the Father. He was living, but he was in the Father. He came into being physically when he was born through Virgin Mary. Praise God. The, God, the angel of God sent an angel, Gabriel, to speak his word. Where God's word is present, God is present. God and his word are one. Amen? And we know that Jesus is the sum of all that God has spoken from the beginning. This is why his birth is so important. And Christmas is a time when we testify that Jesus was actually born. We come into the things of God and Jesus since value to us, Jesus is invaluable to us. We cannot do anything without him and without what he has done. Hallelujah. 
All right? Him going to the cross was what made his birth so much more important. You know, people celebrate um, Martin Luther King in America and have a holiday after him on his birthday, not because he was just born, but because of the life he lived. Praise God. So we celebrate Jesus' birthday because his birth signified a new thing. And he died accomplishing the purpose of God, which was to restore man to where mankind was before the fall of Adam. Before Adam fell, man had fellowship with God. Man was not, man had glory. Man was the God of the earth. Man did not probably need to be, you know, walking everywhere he went. He probably traveled the earth at the speed of a thought. He was the God of the earth. When man fell to disobedience, to the only commandment God gave in the garden, don't eat of this particular fruit. It was just one fruit. One tree of the, good, of the knowledge of good and evil. God said, don't eat of it. When the day that you eat of it, you will die. And Adam was, deceived, was not deceived. Eve was deceived. She ate it and she died. And Adam committed spiritual suicide and took it with her. The Bible says he was not deceived. He knew what would happen. But he still took it anyway. And we're still wondering why he did. Some say it was out of love. All right. Well, I don't know about that, but, <laughs> you know, okay. But since then, God now set a word of prophecy and said that the seed of man, of the woman, will bruise the head of the serpent. Glory be to God. And that bruising was the birth of Christ that came and destroyed him that had the power of death, even the devil. Bible says he also led captivity captive and give gifts to men. Hallelujah. Now, when he died, Jesus took, first before he died, he overcame the devil as the son of man and became the perfect lamb of God for the sacrifice of the redemption of mankind. Now listen, the Lord didn't just come only to serve as a notice for the fact that sin exists. You know, the law of Moses came in to set forth conditions for priesthood and service to God under the law. And he said to the people, if you sin, all right, Every year, let the priest take a bull and offer for the sacrifices of the people. Confess the sins of the people upon the head of that particular, not a bull, but a, a, a goat or a sheep and, 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 and confess on the head of that goat and speak what the sins of the people are. And there will also be a scapegoat that will be sent into the forest or into the wilderness. That's actually the word. The wilderness, all right? He confesses the sin, he's killed, the blood is poured out, all right, for God, amen, to cover the sins of the people. 
But that lamb, the Bible says that the law was a shadow of things to come. It was not the real thing. Now, when Jesus came, he lived right, perfect, righteous all his life without sin. So whatever anybody says, Jesus lived a sinless life. The Bible says he's the spotless lamb of God. And so he qualified to be the prize for the redemption of mankind. He became our substitute. Hallelujah. The Bible says he who knew no sin, God made to become sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And so Jesus died that we might be made right with God. But because he had no sin of his own, God raised him from the dead. And God made him heir of all things. The Bible says that in the book of Hebrews chapter 1. Let's go there. Now I'm going somewhere with all of this. Just follow me because we're, talk, we're dealing with confession and the role of confession. And the reason why no believer should say all that confession thing, you know, and all of that is not faith and all of that. You don't know what you're talking about. I read from verse 1, Hebrews chapter 1. It says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. He said, for to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Again, I'll be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. He made him heir of all things. That's very important. Jesus has, all things have been given to him. Amen. So he says, all things that the father had are mine or has are mine. In John chapter 16, verse 12, it says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things, did he say some things? All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said, he will take of mine and declare it to you. 
We also know from what we read in the book of Hebrews that he's the heir of all things, right? The Bible does say something to us concerning the testament. Hallelujah. The New Testament. Praise God. In Hebrews chapter 9, I'll read from verse 11. It says, But Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Jesus went where? Once into the holy place. You know, in the under the law, the high priest goes into the Holy of Holies once a year to offer sacrifices for the sins of the people. But he did that or sprinkling of blood for the sins of the people. Now, he did that year after year. The Bible says because he does that year after year, they say remembrance of sin, which means sin consciousness is there. Praise the Lord. He says, but under this New Testament, Jesus entered into the holy place to offer one sacrifice and by it obtained an eternal redemption for us. What is that? What is redemption? Redemption is to purchase what was lost by paying a named price, the right price, all right? A price tag put upon it. Jesus was the price for us who had been sold into slavery to the devil by Adam and Eve. All right? Now, what he obtained this time around was a once and for all sacrifice. That's why it's called an eternal redemption. It's one redemption forever. That blood that he shed serves forever. There does not need to be any other price to be paid. He has paid that price for us. Praise the Lord. So that we may become permanently, eternally God's children, God's property. Amen. We belong to God. Glory be to God. God bought us from where? The slave market. And made us sons and daughters. That's what he did. Praise the Lord. He pleased him to do that. So why would he do that? He pleased him to do that. Hallelujah. Jesus died. And before he died, he said to the church, he made a test. He, he, he gave out a will before he died. You know, he didn't become the heir of all things after he died. He was the heir of all things before he died. Praise the Lord Jesus. I'll say it again. It's vital. I want you to hold that thought. Jesus was not appointed heir of all things before he went to the cross and died. He was the heir of all things before he died. Otherwise, it will not be a testament. Let's reason together. If we look at this Bible, it says, Old 
Testament. It says New Testament. It's like saying old will. New will. All right. A will or a testament, the dictionary says, is a legal document that expresses a person's wishes as to how their property is to be distributed after their death and as to which persons is to manage the property until its final distribution or disposition. That's a testament. A testament is a written will. It's a legal document. So Jesus has been appointed the heir of all things. Then he died. The Bible tells us that, let's keep reading. It says, for how much more shall the blood of Christ not hold the thought about the will? Praise God. Now, how much, it says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God? Now, without spot means without sin of any kind. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. For this cause, he is the mediator of the, mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, that they which are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. Jesus is the testator. He died so that the will can come into force. But the beauty of it is that he rose from the dead. His death was recorded. But God raised him from the dead. And he's the executor of the estate. The Bible says he did something here. That by the means of death. It says for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament. Which means that his, his death, his sacrifice brought people who were in bondage, all right, or all transgressions listed under the law. He took care of it. Hallelujah. So that God can have mercy upon all. Praise God. So that those people can receive eternal life. And the promise is eternal. Praise the Lord Jesus. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. What is he saying? If you write a will, your will cannot be implemented while you're still alive. It's when you pass on, that's where a man's will takes effect. That's just what he's saying here. Praise the Lord. Whereupon, neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood 
of the testament which God had enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. For without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. He says, nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest entered into the holy place every year with the blood of others, but then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once, in the end of the world, had he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear a second time without sin unto salvation. So Jesus died that the New Testament may come into force. He died that all that has been the New Testament as is, all that is here in the New Testament portion of the Bible belongs to us. All the promises, they belong to us. To anyone who receives Jesus Christ as Lord.